You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's 11 o'clock at night. It's dark. You're sitting in front of the mirror getting ready for bed. There's nobody else in the house. You see something move in the corner of your eye. You glance to your right, but you don't see anything. Another minute goes by, and you think you see movement again. So you slowly turn to your left, but again, the room is empty. You turn back around, and staring you face to face in the mirror is a cat. You jump back, because you don't have a cat, and there's no cat in the room. But there he is, staring at you in the mirror. Welcome to Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week, we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Now, step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, our ghost host. Hello, and welcome to Paranormal Pets. I'm your host, Brandy Stark. And on this episode, we are looking into premonitions of receiving a pet. Have you ever had an experience, a dream, or a vision in which you saw an animal that you later ended up receiving as a pet? We're going to explore this and uh, anything else we can find along that line right after these messages. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Petco, where the pets go. Petco, where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail wagging, fur flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right, but that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these, awesome deals go to petcodeals.com that's petcodeals.com petco where the pets go i don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to angie's list first you'll find reviews on home repair to health care written by people just like you with angie's list i know who to call and i know the results will be fantastic angie's list which you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash best and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash best, B-E-S-T. Hi, my name is Brent Atwater and I'm the Animal Reincarnation Authority. Join me every week on Alive Again and let me look at your pet's energy to determine if they're going to reincarnate. I'll be able to tell you when they're going to come back and what they look like. So send me your pet's photo and email me your question at brent at petliferadio.com. I'm looking forward to answering your questions on Alive Again. Every week only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host. And welcome back to Paranormal Pets. Today's episode, we are taking a look at the unexplained premonitory power that we get with animals. We're going to start this with a rather interesting site that I found that talks about psychic powers in animals. And uh, this article is by Rupert Sheldrake, and it's on www.ru.org. And basically, it does start off with, For many years, animal trainers, pet owners, and naturalists have reported various kinds of perceptiveness in animals that suggest the existence of psychic powers. Surprisingly, little research has been done on this phenomena. Biologists have been inhibited by the taboo against the paranormal, and psychical research and parapsychologists have, with few exceptions, confined their attention to human beings. According to recent random household surveys in England and the USA, many pet owners believe their animals are sometimes telepathic with them. An average of 48% of dog owners and 33% of cat owners said that their pet responded to their thoughts or silent commands. Many horse trainers and riders believe their horse can pick up on their intentions telepathically. Some companion animals even seem to be able to tell when a particular person is on the telephone before the receiver has been picked up. For example, when the telephone rings in the household of a noted professor in the University of California at Berkeley, his wife knows when it is her husband on the other end of the line because Whiskers, her silver tabby cat, rushes to the telephone and paws at the receiver. Many times he succeeds in taking it off the hook and makes appreciative meows that are clearly audible to my husband on the other end, she says. If someone else telephones, Whiskers takes no notice. For several years, with the help of hundreds of animal trainers, shepherds, blind people with guide dogs, veterinarians, and pet owners, I have investigated some of the unexplained powers of animals. There are three major categories seemingly mysterious perceptions, telepathy, the sense of direction, and premonition. We'll just do a condensed version of the first two because we are interested in premonition. Animal telepathy. The commonest kind of seemingly telepathic response are the anticipation by dogs and cats of their owners coming home, the anticipation of owners going away, the anticipation of being fed, cats disappearing when their owners intend to take them to the vet, dogs knowing when their owners are planning to take them for a walk, and animals that get excited when their owner is on the telephone even before the telephone is answered. Just as a personal note, my mother has three cats, and he is quite right. They always know when it's time to go to the vet. Uh, we can't even think it. It has to be a very spontaneous reaction if either one of us has any hope of containing our cats and getting them there. And I'm pretty sure that some of you out there have a similar experience. Uh, as skeptics rightly point out, some of these responses could be explained as routine expectations, subtle sensory cues, chance coincidence, and selective memory, or put down to the imaginations of doting pet owners. There are reasonable hypotheses, but they should not be accepted in the absence of evidence. My colleagues and I have concentrated on the phenomena of dogs that know when their owners are coming home. Many pet owners have observed that their animals seem to anticipate the arrival of a member of the household, often 10 minutes or more in advance. The pets typically wait at the door, window, or gate. In random household surveys in Britain and America, an average of 51% of dog owners and 30% of cat owners said they had noticed such anticipatory behavior. The dog I have invested in most detail is a terrier called JT who belongs to Pam Smart in Ramsbottom, Greater Manchester. Pam adopted JT from Manchester's dog home in 1989 when he was still a puppy and soon formed a close bond with him. 
1991, when Pam was working as a secretary at the school in Manchester, she left JT with her parents, who noticed that the dog went to the French window almost every weekday about 4.30 p.m., around the time she set off, and waited there until she arrived some 45 minutes later. She worked routine hours, so the family assumed that JT's behavior depended on some kind of time sense. Pam was made redundant in 1993 and was no longer tied to any regular pattern of activity. Her parents did not usually know when she would be coming home, but JT still anticipated her return. In 1994, Pam read an article about my research and volunteered to take part. In more than 100 experiments, we videotaped the area by the window where JT waited during Pam's absences, providing continuous time-coded records of his behavior, which was scored blind by a third party who did not know the details of the experiments. To check that JT was not reacting to the sound of Pam's car or other family vehicles, we investigated whether he still anticipated her arrival when she traveled by unusual means, by bicycle, by train, or by taxi. He did. We also carried out experiments in which Pam set off at times selected at random after she had left home, communicated to her by means of a telephone pager. In these experiments, JT still started waiting in the window around the time Pam set off, even though no one at home knew when she would be coming. The odds against this being a chance effect were more than 100,000 to 1. JT behaved in a very similar way when he was tested repeatedly by skeptics, ancient to debunk his abilities. The evidence indicates that JT was reacting to Pam's intention to come home even when she was many miles away. Telepathy seemed to be the only hypothesis that can account for the facts. Another example of the apparent ability of dogs to know when they are going to be taken is when they are going to be taken for walks. In these experiments, the dogs are kept in separate rooms or an outbuilding and videotaped continuously. Meanwhile, their owner at a randomly selected time thinks about taking them for a walk and then five minutes later does so. Our experiments have shown dogs exhibiting obvious excitement when their owner is thinking about taking them out, although they could not have known this by normal sensory means. They did not manifest such excitement at other times. If domestic animals are telepathic with their human owners, then it seems likely that animals are telepathic with each other, and that this may play an important part in the wild. Some naturalists have already suggested that the coordination of flocks of birds and herds of animals may involve something like telepathy, as may communication between members of a wolf pack. The sense of direction. Homing pigeons can find their way back to their lofts over hundreds of miles of unfamiliar terrain. Migrating European swallows travel thousands of miles to their feeding grounds in Africa and in the spring return to their native place. Some dogs, cats, horses, and other domesticated animals also have a good sense of direction and can make their way home from any unfamiliar place many miles away. Most research on animal navigation has been carried out with homing pigeons, and this research over many decades has served only to deepen the problem of understanding their direction-finding ability. Navigation is goal-directed and implies animals know where their home is even when they are in unfamiliar places and have to cross unfamiliar terrain. Pigeons do not know their way home by remembering the twists and turns of the outward journey because birds taken in closed vans by devious routes find their way homes perfectly well, as do birds that have been anesthetized on the outward journey or transported in rotating drums. They do not navigate by the sun because pigeons can home on cloudy days and even be trained to navigate at night. However, they may use the sun as a simple compass to keep their bearings. Though they use landmarks in familiar terrain, they can home from unfamiliar 
unfamiliar places hundreds of kilometers from their home with no familiar landmarks. They cannot smell their home from hundreds of miles away, especially when it is downwind, although smell may play a part in their homing ability when they are close to familiar territory. Some biologists hope that the homing of pigeons might turn out to be explicable in terms of a magnetic sense. But even if pigeons have a compass sense, which is not proven, this could not explain their ability to navigate. If you were taken blindfolded to an unknown destination and given a compass, you would know where north was, but not in the direction of your home. The failure of conventional attempts to explain pigeon homing and many other kinds of animal navigation implies the existence of a sense of direction as yet unrecognized by institutional science. This could have a major implication for the understanding of animal migrations and would shed light on the human sense of direction, much better developed in traditional peoples, such as the Bushmen of the Kalahari or Polynesian navigators, than in modern urban people. And at last, our topic of choice, which is premonitions. Very little research has been done on animal premonitions, even in the case of earthquakes where such warnings could prove very useful. Such forewarnings might be explicable in terms of physical clues, such as electrical changes before earthquakes and storms. Other premonitions are more mysterious, as in the case of animals that anticipate air raids during the Second World War long before they could have heard enemy planes approaching, or animals that become agitated before unforeseeable accidents. Here, precognition or presentiment may be involved, implying either an influence passing backwards in time or a blurring of the distinction between future, present, and past. All three types of perceptiveness, telepathy, the sense of direction, and premonitions seem better developed in non-human species like dogs than they are in people. Nevertheless, they occur in the human realm too, but they seem to be better developed in traditional culture than in modern industrial worlds. Maybe we have lost some of these abilities because we no longer need them. Telephones and televisions have have superseded telepathy, maps and global positioning systems have replaced the sense of direction, and perceptiveness is not cultivated in our educational system. Indeed, the existence of unexplained powers is not only ignored, but often denied. Nevertheless, human sixth senses have not gone away. They look more natural, more biological, when they are seen in the light of animal behavior. Much that appears paranormal at present looks normal when we expand our ideas of normality, but we need to expand our views of physics as well as of biology if these phenomena are to be explained at a more fundamental level. Telepathy from people to animals usually occurs only when there are close emotional bonds. This may well be an important factor in human telepathy too. My hypothesis is that these bonds deepen on fields that link together members of social groups called social fields. These are one type of a more general class of the fields called morphic fields described in detail in my book, The Presence of the Past. These bonds continue to link members of the social group together even though they are far apart beyond the range of sensory communication and can serve as a medium through which telepathic communications can pass. Morphic fields may also underlie the sense of direction. Animals are not only linked to members of their social group by morphic fields, but also to significant places, such as their homes. These fields continue to connect them to their homes, even when they are far away, rather like an invisible elastic band. These bonds can consequently give directional information pulling the animal in a homeward direction. 
Dr. Rupert Sheldrick was a fellow of Clare College, Cambridge University, and a research fellow of the Royal Society in Biochemistry. He is currently a fellow of the Institute of the Noetic Sciences in Petaluma, California, and he lives in London. His book, Dogs That Know When Their Owners Are Coming Home and Other Unexplained Powers of Animals, is published in paperback by the Three Rivers Press. And you can find his website at www.sheldrake.org. This is kind of an interesting article because it lays a lot of the groundwork for what we're looking at with the idea of premonitory ability. Uh, here it indicates that animals perhaps are connecting more with us. But is it possible for us to connect to animals, particularly in a future sense? So we will explore that topic right after these messages. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Every pet is unique. Maybe they're gray in the muzzle, yet young at heart. Maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears. Or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure. At PetSmart, we have the right food for your pet at a great value for you. PetSmart. Be better together. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart and save up to 30% on toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart today. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. To order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take me home every week on demand, 
only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host. Welcome back, and just as a reminder, we're looking at uh, premonitions and pets. In other words, humans having premonitions uh, towards getting a future pet. The article in the first half of the show uh, really, I think, helped to illustrate the idea that there does appear to be interspecial communication, which I think everybody here knew, and that there's a social form of communication that appears to go beyond the typical boundaries of what we're used to. So part of the reason why I brought this subject up is because I received an email, and I have permission to read it, Hi Brandy, my name is Lori. I am 46 years old. This is bothering me very much, so I figured I should do some research about it. It's not something you can really ask people about. Here is my question, and I hope you can help explain what happened to me. A few weeks before this past Christmas, to maybe a month before, I would see a dog out of the corner of my eye, just kind of in the distance, watching me with an unintimidating energy to it. It would happen to me outside my house. Like when I was driving with my husband, it happened the most when I was a passenger in the car. Sometimes the dog would be off in the distance, running along the same way we would be going. I thought I was losing it at first, but it didn't stop happening, so I surrendered to it. I tried to figure out what or who was trying to relay to me. I cannot figure this out, and I stopped seeing him. I say him because I felt it was a male dog to me. I had a dog for its lifetime since since I was born. My husband and I have rescued in the past. Someone actually called us a few days before Christmas for our help to find a no-kill shelter for a pit mix. We had two rescue pit mixes ourselves and a cat plus parrots. So I guess the idea is she was trying to find out what exactly was going on. Was she actually seeing an animal or was it something else? And I posted the message to the spirits group just to see you know, what their response was. And I did get one person who said, tell her she's not crazy. And that was Susan who has included her own premonitory experience uh, with an animal, which we will play right now. Story of a pet premonition. Several years ago, many years ago, my husband and I were driving along the road and I saw a small terrier dog laying in a, a gutter by the side of the road. I told my, my husband to turn around and go back and see if we could help the dog. When we went back, it wasn't there. We had just literally turned around. It, it couldn't have gone anywhere very far. I happened to, to look up into a parking lot that was close by and I saw the dog running across that and after that we, we couldn't find him. We had driven around the neighborhood a while but could not find him. Several years passed and we adopted a dog from a local shelter and it was probably, we had the dog for several months and 
when I realized that the dog that I just adopted was the one I saw in the gutter. Now, like I said, several years had passed and it could not have been this particular dog because the dog was much younger than when I actually saw it laying in the gutter. And so we have at least a couple of accounts of people having premonitions of perhaps getting a dog. I have a third email that says, I've been thinking a lot about this whole thing. Talking to my mom this morning, I was reminded of a dream I kept having in the summer of 09. I was planning my wedding and for months I kept having a dream about a dog that looked the same. All this dog kept doing was barking towards me and I knew he wasn't happy, not at me, but it looked like he was trying to warn me or snarling at something behind me. This went on for months. I told my neighbor about the dream. She got her dream book and read it to me, something about not being able to trust someone. I think it was the same dog that I had a premonition about and have been seeing before. So, kind of an interesting thing. Is this a totemic being? Is it a shamanic animal? Is it premonitory? Hallucination? The subconscious communicating with her? There's all sorts of things to consider here. And in order to finish this out, I thought I would uh, read one more article on animal ghosts, uh, just to kind of get us some nice paranormal information. If anybody out there has a premonitory story that they would like to share, a premonition or a dream of getting an animal and then actually getting the animal, feel free to let us know. Uh, you can email through Pet Life Radio, uh, attention to Paranormal Pets or Brandy Stark, and uh, we'd be happy to feature your story uh, with our podcast. This is a brief article on animal ghosts, one of my very, very favorite topics, by Dave Giuliano. And he starts off by saying, I have an affinity for stories of animal ghosts like the faithful dog returning to visit his master. I personally have experienced this with my dog Sparky, who was featured on the Shadowlands main page, who came back three times to visit me and also appeared in a lucid dream. I have heard many stories about other animals returning from the grave. The most common seem to be dogs, cats, horses, and birds. The experience can be auditory, like hearing the jiggling of a collar and tags, or hearing the animal bark, meow, etc. Others may see the animal like I did in my case. I've also heard of people feeling the animal curling up next to them in bed and not seeing anything there at the time. This brings us to the question of how is this possible? If we believe that ghosts are the spirits or souls of the deceased human being, then wouldn't that mean that animal spirits are the same thing? Many religions do not believe that animals live on after death. Well, that depends actually, but... I believe that certain animals, maybe even all, have a spirit that lives on. I have no doubt that what I experienced with Sparky was real, and I'm sure that the others that have had the similar experience share this view. I have always leaned towards the first theory that animals have a soul, and there are many cases of psychics contacting the deceased animals, which would not be as likely if the second theory were true. I'll leave it up to you to decide for yourself. I do want to mention one other type of animal ghost that we see in many stories and that is the one that represents some evil presence in the home for the most part the ghosts of pets normally just show themselves to their former family there are cases of somewhat more active hauntings that also have animal spirits being observed many investigators that deal with the darker hauntings look 
for this as a sign that there may be an evil presence at play somewhere in the situation. Most common animals to be seen of this type of haunting are black dogs, black cats, rabbits, goats, and other small black rodent-like animals. Now they are usually seen in hauntings that do have other symptoms of a diabolical haunting, so don't assume that if you see a dog ghost that you don't know that you have an evil spirit that's jumping the gun a bit. And this is from the Shadowlands. I believe what he may be describing here, interestingly enough, are some shadow animals. In the meantime, as per usual, I am going to encourage you to support your animal rescues. Uh, again, uh, the rescues are at capacity. I know that locally, our Humane Society is presently buying something like 40 acres of land because they are so overwhelmed with animals. And there are some fairly sad rumors that healthy animals are actually being rejected by some of the mainstream animal societies because they simply do not have the room. Uh, they are being sent to the city animal shelters, at least locally. So please support your rescues uh, of all sorts. Uh, Pug Rescue of Florida, my own personal rodent rescue, whatever animal you love, make sure you're supporting a rescue for it. And with that, I'm going to bid you a good night and hopefully a little less time between episodes in the future. Happy haunting! Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> <laughs>